we come in peace and with wine. <laughs> we come in peace. We come in peace. And we brought a housewarming plant, you know? One of those kind of aliens. The good kind. Mm-hmm. Polite, uh-huh. well-mannered. Yes. The kind you Episode. would like to have over for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. Do you realize it's episode 22, which if you hold up the I can peace oh. sign, it's two two. It's two fingers and two fingers and then a random thumb, but just ignore the thumb. It's two two exclamation point. <laughs> the thumb's the exclamation point. Double thumb. <laughs> can you do oh. that on both sides? Because I can't. <laughs> like, I have hands. weird. <laughs> what? Are you having a stroke? What's going get... on? When I do it, I can't get these fingers to stand up straight. They like want to bend down. Oh, that's funny. What if you bend them all down? Then I can't separate <laughs> them. <laughs> I can only do it on my left. The look of that hand <laughs> is really alarming when you do that. You guys, she's not okay. <laughs> she does not come in peace on her right hand. Only on my left side. <laughs> what a weird symbol. Okay, now we're doing it for too long. It's yeah, kind of weirding me out. Anyway. Okay. Okay, episode 22. Girls no. gone. Oh, spooky. Mm. And this time we're going intergalactic. Wow. So we are talking about aliens. You guessed it. If you didn't guess it, call your doctor. Because send help. Should we call 911? Maybe. Maybe. Unless you live somewhere in Europe or elsewhere in the world, in which case I don't know the number for your 999. I know Sick. that one. Amy knows. She's worldly. <laughs> I am the uncultured swine. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that's only for the UK. Oh. So. Okay. Everywhere else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On your own. Yep. Too bad. Mm. Sorry. Really quickly, just want to acknowledge there is a major world event happening right now. Yes. Not the pandemic for once, mm-hmm. but the Russian-Ukraine war. Yes. And... I know we have a lot of listeners in Europe mm-hmm. and I'm not sure about the Ukraine or Russia specifically, but just want to acknowledge that our thoughts are with you, Ukraine, and yes. be strong. And Zelensky is just an absolute fucking gangster, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. <laughs> like, if anyone's going to get you guys through this, it is that man. And I saw that there was an official application for the EU. And I'm prayer hands are up so yeah. hard. Yeah. There's literally like history has its eyes on you, EU. Mm-hmm. Let them uh, in. Yes. Yes. Seriously. And if we have any Russian listeners, I also recognize that yep. y'all don't support war. This is fucking Putin. Yep. This is the Putin Ukraine <laughs> war. Yeah, That's basically, bullshit. I know. I was about to say the same thing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So. so Anyway, it's a scary it's a scary place and want to acknowledge and also hopefully provide you some levity. Levity. I'm mm-hmm. talking about aliens. <laughs> so with that, yep. 
we will move on because we are not experts on the geopolitical forum, Mm -hmm. but here we go. So blast off. Let's let's blast off. Three, two, one, blast off to infinity and And beyond. beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Who went first last week? I Mm. did. You did. Okay, I'm going first. I'm going yeah. first. <laughs> You're in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge here. Um, let me talk to your manager. Oh, wait, it's me. <laughs> I had like two sips of wine, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm really just hype, 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 hype. Uh-huh. Derailing. Derailing real quick. Okay, sorry. We're, we're dialing in here. Let's go. Okay, so my topics, I'm a little bit all over the place as per usual, but I've just found some, I wanted to give a little bit of like scientific background. And when I say scientific, let's not get like too serious uh-huh. about that. Okay. Um, but some is like actually pretty, pretty legit. And then I'm going to get less and less legit over the course of my ramblings. So Okay. <laughs> your points. Okay. So, um, live science, which is, Ooh. or live science, I don't know, one of the two, um, did a, uh, did an article that's about extraterrestrial evidence. So findings about aliens from 2020. So I wanted to kind of like talk through some of this and then there are a bunch of theories that I'll be kind of weaving in through Reddit stories and stuff like that too. Um, but obviously it's been, pondered since probably, I don't know, homo sapiens, maybe before that, that mm-hmm. there's like potentially other life on other, you know, Planes. outside of Earth. Yep. Yes, exactly. Um, and so what's interesting is there are a lot of like real world scientific things that are unexplained. So when we think about aliens, we think about alien abduction, we think about UFOs, recently rebranded to UAPs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't know that, I saw that. So, mm-hmm. unidentified what is it here i uh, have it unidentified aerial phenomena like you gotta <laughs> make it confusing okay not yeah. an unidentified flying object all right fine it's fine if i say ufo please you know what we mean alien community alien stands do not yeah. come <laughs> Well, also, um, there's a whole field. I'm sure you saw this. They're called ufologists. I didn't know exactly how to pronounce that. But did you see that at all when you were reading? Uh-uh. <laughs> it's I did not. Okay. But, you, okay. Ufologist. I don't know ufologist. if it's ufologist. <laughs> it can't be. Ufologist sounds good. Ufologist? Ufologist. Because it's capital U- and everything else, lowercase. Oh, okay. So ufologist. Ufologist. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm here <laughs> for that. I'm here for that. Yeah. The, the Latin root. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. So, and now I guess there'll be you apologists. <laughs> that doesn't Wait. work as well. Apologists. <laughs> you apologist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we come in peace. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Moving on. So <clears throat> there are a lot of weird things that have happened over, you know, decades and decades that have are just unexplained. So UFOs included, like there are things that even the CIA, President Obama um, have acknowledged <laughs> as like, 
we don't know what the fuck that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yep. it's not to say like, oh, there's <clears throat> super validified, you know, evidence that aliens have made contact, but it's mm-hmm. really just that there there's a group of people that talk about disclosure and like, you know, that's like their whole thing on Reddit and I'm sure all over the internet and in the real world is talking about like, are like, will the government ever just flat out say like, yeah. if, okay. So if scientists, if NASA found aliens living <laughs> things, how do they communicate that to the public? So there's, yeah. I've stumbled into this like body of literature. That's literally all about that. Like, hmm. can they for one and two, how, how would they, what does that even possibly look like without completely scaring the shit out of everyone? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's probably like safe to assume that there are a lot of parts of government that keep a lot of secrets from us for that same reason, Mm -hmm. Um, which not no, I don't know that I'm like, I'm not mad. Yeah, it's okay. Like I'd rather (laughs) kind of live in ignorant bliss, Uh you know, a little bit, not about like Guantanamo Bay, but like, you know, maybe aliens. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on what they know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So one of the first things that's just like one of those very weird things is um, Proxima Centauri. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but basically, um, there are weird, there are lots of weird signals that are happening in the universe, like things that people pick up on. I don't know if anyone's ever watched um, Contact with Jodie Foster. Excellent <laughs> extraterrestrial film. <laughs> haven't watched it watch it it's very like mind opening it's good Hmm. um but it's it's this concept is like are aliens like trying to contact us from proxima centauri and Hmm. there's been a ton of signal that's come through from space that we don't understand what it means because there's so much we don't know about space Hmm. so earlier in the month of December in 2020, so early, yeah, early December 2020, um, researchers announced that they had captured a very mysterious beam of energy in the radio part of the electromagnetic spectrum. And then they go into a bunch of scientific details that I don't understand, (laughs) including words like megahertz, Uh um, coming from the closest star to our own, which is Proxima Centauri. It's approximately 4.2 light years away hosts one gas giant and one rocky world 17% larger than Earth that happens to be in its star's habitable zone, meaning mm-hmm. liquid water could exist there. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself, that like one, that exists, two, we even have the ability scientifically to know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty amazing. That, that blows my mind. I'm like, yeah. damn, scientists, uh-huh. you're killing it. Yep. Keep it up. <laughs> Um, or maybe you don't because aliens yeah. are also possibly scary. Anyway, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so this unexplained signal that they picked up on reportedly shifted slightly while it was being observed in a way that resembled the shift caused by the movement of a planet. Hmm. Researchers are excited but cautious, explaining that they will need to figure out if more mundane sources such as a comet, a hydrogen cloud, or even human technology could be mimicking an alien signal and that it will likely take time before they know one way or another if ET is phoning us. So the idea is that 
if there were a signal that shifted as the planet was moving, that means it's static in one place and not just some, you know, intercepting thing that mm-hmm. we could have, you know, picked up on, right. which means there could be conscious or intelligent life on right. in this, I, I, what, I guess I would be like a planet, planet system. What do we call it? Solar system? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Solar but I don't even know. Is region. It even, I guess it's a star, so it also would be this region. <laughs> this region of our galaxy. Uh-huh. Um, God, I'm really going to reveal my lack uh, of uh, scientific well, prowess on this episode. I mean, it's fine. this isn't stuff that like everybody just reads That's about. True. I think it takes That's kind of true. a special interest. That's very true. Yo, I mean, and some people have a special <laughs> interest very special like yeah so there's some strong opinions yeah go to subreddit aliens okay. or subreddit ufo sightings and uh-huh. you got People some bold reveal they reveal all <laughs> man hmm. so that is number one number two alien bacteria might live in the clouds of venus so this one a little less exciting on mm-hmm. a scale of, I think it's, there's actually literally a scale. I was reading about this of oh. <laughs> um, alien life. It's a scale from one to seven. Hmm. And it's things like this, like alien bacteria would be probably a two or a three. And I think it's depending on how like complex the organisms are. And oh. seven being like, not humanoid in how they look, but conscious, like intelligent life that could also right. be seeking to find contact. Humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So it's still interesting, though, because I'm going to link to some other theories a little later that kind of come back to this, this idea. So alien bacteria might live in the clouds of Venus. So astrobiologists, which didn't know that was a thing, mm-hmm. were <laughs> very excited um, in September of 2020 when news broke of potential evidence of life in the upper clouds of Venus. Historically speaking, for context, Venus has thought to be potentially like it, it's possible that Venus was like earth at one point hmm. and over time got too hot, was no longer habitable for whatever conscious beings were there. And mm-hmm. then kind of like burned up and turned into a hellscape. Yep. Exciting. That's <laughs> um, <clears throat> not vision at all of like the weird future. Vision. <laughs> oh God. Scary. Um, yeah. Very scary. Um, so the announcement they go into a lot of detail about um, like exactly what it is, but it, it's the presence of phosphine or phosphine. It's a rare and often poisonous gas that on earth at least is almost always associated with living organisms. So I think it's sort of similar to like oxygen and carbon dioxide, how we breathe one in and exhale one. I think it's mm-hmm. like that, except mm-hmm. specific to smaller, simpler organisms like bacteria. Wow. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. So it it's funny because this article from Live Science literally calls Venus a hellish a hellish surface. <laughs> Sounds um, about right. Yeah, it has a ton of pressure on the planet. It's got sulfuric acid clouds, like not at all habitable yeah. for humans. But then again, it's sort of silly to assume that any kind of alien life would be humanoid or even yeah. have the same chemical needs as we do. Mm-hmm. Um beyond a certain extent because some things like are actually required for to have life life. but you know whatever Mm -hmm. um so 
there's a lot of detail about um, like the signature and how they how they picked up this like phosphine signature in these Venusian. I guess that's oh. how you describe something from Venus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Venusian cloud layers um, that actually have Earth-like temperatures and pressures. Hmm. So it wow. actually kind of confirms a lot of w- what they believed about what's po- like what can be habitable for life. Hmm. So it doesn't. They they're not claiming like oh it's for sure that there's there's um, like extraterrestrial. Uh, life or bacteria in these clouds, but it's very possible that that, that either was the case or is still the case. Um, and they're continuing the, the hunt for life in kind of any form. Hmm. Um, this one I had totally forgotten about hmm. until I read this article. Do you remember Oumuamua, that weird oblong thing? Yes. That showed up? <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so... That when that whole thing came up, it was basically thought to be it was like this cigar shaped object hurtling through space at like crazy fast speed. Mm -hmm. And they think that it was a comet, most likely considered to be an interstellar comet flung out from around another star. But close observations showed that Oumuamua was accelerating as if something were propelling it, and scientists Mm -hmm. aren't sure why. So obviously comes into consideration that like, we just don't know that much about how this operates, like how space Mm -hmm. works and even like the physics of space. But um, they quoted a a Harvard University astrophysicist whose name is Avi Loeb. Um, He proposed that instead of a comet, the interstellar visitor could have been an alien probe pushed by a light sail which is a wide hmm. millimeter thin piece of material that accelerates as it's pushed by solar radiation. Hmm. And I'm like, why don't Whoa. we use that technology? That's dope. If we understand yeah. it, it seems like why we can can't we do it. it? But- Although wait, hang on. I might be wrong about this, but yes. I was watching this, I guess it was a documentary about Bill Nye Ooh, and he yeah. was doing work at Cal Poly about <gasps> something called a sail of some kind oh i'm gonna look it up while you keep talking but maybe that's maybe they're working on it oh that's cool let me see wait also i i want to watch this documentary that sounds cool i can't remember what the science (laughs) i'll always remember that can't forget never never forget bill nye um <clears throat> yeah so oh. light sail pushed by oh sorry did you find sorry it? i just found it it is a solar yeah, yeah. sail mm-hmm. i mean that sounds like it's kind of the same thing but solar but, radiation yeah we can look it up and talk about it later but yes. that'd be cool if we were working on something like that seriously um other scientists though have like staunchly opposed Loeb's idea saying that hydrogen ice could have melted off the object in a way that was similar to a rocket engine or other propulsion method. But then in August of that year, he fired back writing in a study stating that hydrogen ice is very easily heated, even in the depths of interstellar space, which are very cold, obviously, and should have sublimated away before Oumuamua reached our system. So it's, I feel like the scientific community was kind of like, that's fucking weird. Don't know what that is. Let's yeah. fight about it for a minute. 
and then move on. Yeah. So we didn't really get a lot of conclusion <laughs> on that one. Uh-huh. Um, but anywho. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the zone of like all of the weird shit that the government has like declassified mm-hmm. and shared with the public. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the Navy declassified UFO video, but yeah. there is, you know, it's, it's very controversial and people are basically saying like, don't get your hopes up. Like this is <laughs> not necessarily a hoax, but something that could easily be explained by, you know, hmm. government testing or whatever, yeah. which we'll get to that and area 51 momentarily. Okay. Um, this one was really cool. The Milky Way could potentially be teeming with ocean worlds, which mm. I love that yeah. term. Ocean <laughs> That's, yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, ocean worlds, which are classified as those having significant amounts of water on or just beneath their surfaces, are su- surprisingly common in the solar system. Earth is obviously one such place, but Jupiter's moon Europa is thought to host vast seas under its icy shell and Saturn's moon and and Enceladus Enceladus Hmm. and Celadus I don't know how to say it sounds Greek unclear Uh so sorry if I butchered it Um, it's known to have watery geysers spewing from its exterior Hmm. momentum is in fact building in the astronomy community to send a probe that could land on either satellite sometime in the 2030s which is Kind of Still. just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Weird that that's just yeah. around the corner. Yikes. And check if any living things might lurk under their shells. Mm-hmm. As for ocean worlds beyond our sun, um, in a study released in June of 2020, researchers looked at 53 exoplanets similar in size to Earth and analyzed variables including size, density, orbit, surface temperature, mass, and distance from their star. They concluded hmm. that of the 53, roughly a quarter might have the right conditions to be considered ocean worlds, suggesting that such places can be relatively common in the galaxy. Well, and that's just our galaxy. Yeah. If right. you look at the the Hubble telescope shot, the deep space shot that like is everywhere and we will yeah. post it to our Instagram because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful Amazing. and just like. Yeah, like unbelievable, yeah. literally unbelievable mm-hmm. to look at. If that's possible in just our galaxy, <laughs> that's crazy. Dude. Yeah, sorry, that my is, mind is blown. No, I'm nerding out over here. It's the scale of space is just incomprehensible, mind boggling. Yeah, mind boggling. Yeah. Um. So going back to the like the chemical assumptions we make about like what human life requires versus like what extraterrestrial life might require earth bugs breathe hydrogen and so scientists are starting to think that maybe aliens do too or some may and again on a on a sliding scale of you know uh an amoeba to uh a you know fully intelligent being um so that's kind of interesting that they've found that Mm -hmm. um it's mainly microbes um I think E. coli, yeast, uh, they did tests with all of these things that are known to survive without oxygen. And then when placed in flasks filled with pure hydrogen or pure helium, they managed to grow at Hmm. slower rates than usual, but they still grow. So they can survive on, like, it's just like cool, like how adaptive 
Mm-hmm. Life is. It's just, I don't know, man. That blows yeah. my mind. I swear I'm not high. <laughs> I swear I'm not high. This is just a topic that makes you feel like you are without yeah. being, without being yeah. high. It's mm-hmm. like the opposite of last week where I was like, oh, we are Sims. <laughs> yeah. But it's that same sense of like mind blowingness, but in like a really positive and expansive kind of way. Yes. Yeah. You know, not just, doom and gloom. Yeah. Just like, whoa. Exactly. Cool, man. Yeah. Like trying to comprehend the yeah. universe and all the magic. The magic it. of the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Than, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Not being in a supercomputer. Much yeah, I don't better love than that. that. So. Um, this is a fact I didn't know before this article. Life could live around a black hole. Whoa. What? Which, like, <laughs> what? So, so when hunting for life on other worlds, scientists usually stick to what they know. So they look for Earth-sized worlds orbiting sun-like stars, but there, it's possible that these like way more exotic configurations exist, um, such as a planet circling around and he- heated by being heated by a black hole. Hmm. So it seems absurd at first glance, but black holes don't actually just suck everything in around them. Hmm. Gravitationally stable orbits are possible. Scientists have realized. And the light from the cosmic background radiation, I'm not going to pretend like I understand how that works, but (laughs) light from the cosmic background radiation um, with temperatures near absolute zero from the early universe that permeates all of space. Whoa. Excuse me. While I implode. um, (laughs) Would get heated as it fell into the black hole. So in March of 2020, a paper, uh, some astrophysicist published a paper that showed exactly how that could be possible. So Mm. it's most likely that scientists aren't going to go looking for that kind of like planetary system just because it, you know, it's not what we know. So Mm -hmm. we know that a a system like ours can work, but that's pretty cool. (laughs) And that it could heat things, warmth and energy, like that's wild and any organisms like organisms could evolve in the same way we have Mm -hmm. in conditions like that that's just wow yeah pretty amazing so this one is a little sad and it's the last one i'm gonna say from this article and then we're gonna move on and i'm gonna try and pick things up because i've been talking for a while so (laughs) most aliens are probably dead what? Ooh, no. Okay. So, right. <laughs> no. So the concept here is actually really interesting. And it's kind of a theme throughout that a few of the other people I'm going to reference also kind of touch on. We have this idea that like, oh, we're like people who don't believe in aliens, right? It's like, no way we're that special, like as a species. There's just no way yeah. that we're the only ones mm-hmm. in this ever expanding universe that there isn't another conscious intelligent life form yes no fucking dice mm-hmm. but there is a kind of like subset of believers that are like no alien life exists or has existed but it's possible that we exist at a point in time where like 
older civilizations have already died off Hmm. and or new civilizations haven't taken off yet. Hmm. So it's possible that or in their evolutionary state, they're not yet capable of trying to make contact with us. So it's a really interesting concept that's kind of like, (laughs) this is such a dumb comparison, (laughs) but it made me think of like Craigslist, like missed connections. (laughs) People were like, hey, guy at Trader Joe's in the ground. (laughs) Order zip sweater yep. like Patagonia. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like imagine if, because in 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 all of space and time, in mm-hmm. again an expanding universe, we're a, our existence as as humans blip. is a blip. A t- yeah. T- mm-hmm. So of course it's possible that we're not overlapping with a shit ton of other civilizations or we and they are just not technologically advanced enough to connect across like light years and light years and light years repeating right to make contact with each other so that's really interesting to me i don't know why that like kind of was like whoa um so the thing that they kind of talk about too is that where there's life there's also death like death Mm -hmm. is a natural part of a life cycle and so civilizations rise and fall as do cultures like that's that's normal that's to be expected and that's a healthy part of the larger life cycle not just for a single organism but for an entire civilization Mm -hmm. so especially when you take into account the prevalence of sun-like stars hosting earth-like planets Mm. there's a lot of risk with that there's frequency of deadly radiation blasting supernovas that could (laughs) wipe out entire planetary systems even Mm -hmm. if there were multiple planets if venus still hosted earth for example we're all both technologically advanced enough to make contact like we could all get wiped out (laughs) in in a snap or a solar flare or whatever so it's just really really interesting there's so much like chance kind of yeah associated with it and and risk right well (laughs) um i yeah so the next piece i'll talk about this is from the history channel um two kind of parallel things one is statistical data so like again if you look at the hubble telescope deep space photo statistics (laughs) and the math just does not support there being nothing nothing but else like yeah. there's just no way mm-hmm. and even if it's not on that scale on the seven of that scale even if it's yeah. just a two it's a yeah. you know bacterium or whatever mm-hmm. but it's just so unlikely there are probably hundreds of thousands of planets like earth that exist i think just in our galaxy and that's you know just a galaxy within the universe so it's just Hmm. wild yeah um so what's interesting though is as we think about like zooming in and zooming in and Mm -hmm. zooming in to (laughs) earth and our we like it's also kind of like what are the odds that a uap or a ufo is like gonna just come into our orbit (laughs) like we're gonna like close enough that we'll see it like in the stratosphere like that's crazy (laughs) so there are that said there are so many unsolved sightings um Mm. it's literally like the history channel notes that it's like there are such thing as registered ufo sightings and i think it's just like registered with Mm -hmm. the government um but there literally are more than they can even count (laughs) Uh probably just 
because they're siloed based yeah. on different governments. But um, a lot of them have been debunked, of course. But throughout history, there have been a number that have been way harder to explain away. Um, from let's see, 1853, there was a sighting by a number of students and professors at the Tennessee College campus, mm-hmm. all the way to the often quoted Stephenville Lights case from 2008, with over 200 witnesses spotting the UFO, or now UAP, including mm-hmm. three policemen who remained anonymous. Anonymous. So... Just unsolved, like people are obviously kind of ashamed to be like, hi, I think I saw you. (laughs) So they just don't say anything. The one that freaks me out is astronauts. Astronauts, many astronauts have made claims to life beyond Hmm. what we've experienced. So obviously if you're going to trust someone, probably trust an astronaut. (laughs) Be the ones. ones. Mm -hmm. Um, so since, you know, they have PhDs and yeah. also like have walked yeah. on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> They're um, qualified. Yeah. So a sh- just a, a sampling of some who have made claims of sightings include Edgar Mitchell, Katie Coleman, Dr. Brian O'Leary, many also referencing government knowledge of aliens exi- alien existence and mm-hmm. cover-ups. Buzz Aldrin famously has also spoken of his own experience aboard the Apollo 11 when they saw something flying alongside them. At first, they thought it was the final stage of the detached rocket until mission control confirmed it was 6,000 miles away from them. Whoa. And that's Buzz Aldrin. And like, had you heard that before? No, never. Me neither. Me neither. And that's one of so many like really compelling stories that I've come across mainly from people in the military or astronauts. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a little sus. <laughs> okay. Our mascot <laughs> is really He's getting in our business so today. <laughs> can you hear him rubbing up against the mic? No. Okay. But good. I can see his beautiful eyes. Oh, little demon. <laughs> He's so handsome. You're so handsome. Yeah. Um, yeah, our mascot's coming through to talk to aliens. <laughs> Um, so that's weird. Of course, there are government files that have been classified, declassified, lots of conspiracy theories. Um, some U.S. presidents have released classified files on the subject of UFOs or UAPs. Jimmy Cardi, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Carter, famously. Cardi- oh, my God. It's like fried today. What's going on? Jimmy is it Carter, it yeah. is Monday, okay. and that yeah. is so messed up. <laughs> there you go. Come It'll be Friday fast. by the time you guys are hearing this, but that's really messed up. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy Carter famously described his own encounter, um, but others still have been <laughs> denied access, bless you, to <laughs> classified information on the subject altogether. Bill Clinton claiming to be among them. This has led many believers to suggest there's a cover-up afoot, which Mm. seems to be kind of the common thread, of course, because like conspiracy theories. But it's interesting, though, that like, of course, all of these people, including like people who've worked in Area 51, they they've signed NDAs. Like they can only say certain things without violating the NDA. 
But if they really think people deserve to know, you know, it's just like, it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are some, like, that's some compelling evidence. Yeah. So some background on Area 51, because I think this is very interesting and just like, Roswell, Area 51, it's just like conspiracy theory central. Galore. So some history. So the origin of the name Area 51 is actually like unclear. <laughs> um, it's believed to be from an Atomic Energy Commission or AEC numbering grid. Although Area 51 is not part of the system, it is adjacent to Area 15. Um so it, it's another explanation is 51 was used because it's highly unlikely that the AEC would ever have used that number. So yeah. it's to avoid confusion. <laughs> According to the CIA, the correct names for the facility are Homey Airport and Groom Lake. So I'll be mm-hmm. referring to both of those quite a bit. Um, though the name Area 51 was used in a CIA document from the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. I didn't dig into that any further, but it's just, interesting that even the cia is like yeah okay it's area yeah (laughs) yeah um the facility's also been referred to as dreamland and there's actually a documentary that was made on this so i'm like dying to watch that um and also paradise ranch there are a ton of other Mm -hmm. nicknames but if you see those it's talking about area 51 okay so the government stance on area 51 aside from that weird cia document The U.S. government has provided minimal information regarding Area 51. The area surrounding the lake, Groom Lake, is permanently off limits to both civilian and normal military air traffic. Security clearances are checked regularly. Cameras and weaponry are not allowed. Even military pilots training um, risk disciplinary action if they stray into the exclusionary, quote unquote, box surrounding Groom's airspace. So Groom Lake is like there's a larger area and then there's an inner area that even with security clearance to the larger area you cannot it's like no fly zone (laughs) you cannot go over this area which is like okay what's there then what is it (laughs) (sighs) so surveillance is supplemented using buried motion sensors so they're not fucking around they're like really monitoring this place yeah it's a common destination for janet which is the name for a small fleet of passenger aircrafts operated on behalf of the air force to transport military personnel um primarily from like specific like on a specific route Mm -hmm. um which is kind of interesting like why why (laughs) would that be a common destination for this group but Hmm. it's not a ton of detail on that So in terms of conspiracy theories, this is what people think could be there that the government's hiding. One, storage, examination, and reverse engineering of crashed alien spacecrafts, including material supposedly recovered at Roswell, the study of their occupants, and the manufacture of aircraft based on the alien technology. Mm -hmm. So alien ships, researching, reverse engineering, or even researching or reverse engineering the little ETs inside, uh-huh. which you that I don't know. like. No. So I'm like, come the on, testing. that's some Guantanamo shit. Yeah. yeah, like they're living things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like that. Two, meetings or joint undertakings with extraterrestrials. Whoa. <laughs> love that. Some intergalactic cool. detail. We love. That's cool. Wow. I really doubt that. I think we probably would kill them. Yeah. Like knowing the U.S., we would kill them. Uh But you know what? 
we like to keep a little glimmer of hope. Yeah. Um, another less exciting one, development of exotic energy weapons for the Strategic Defense Initiative, SDI, or another weapons program. Don't oh, love that one. No. Don't we love don't that need one. that. No. no more war, please. Yeah. No more war. No need. Um, a very mundane one. Development of weather control. What? <laughs> Why would they keep that so hidden? Yeah. But also um, weather control? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, is that like a warfare? Or I don't like, like in anticipation? But also how yeah. But I'm thinking like in anticipation of our oh. climate changing so much and like mm-hmm. severe storms and all of that. Is that what it okay. would be? Controlling. Yeah, actually, I like that better. Yeah. Yeah, controlling I, like just that, hurricanes and stuff. Yeah, that seems like there's but, so much yeah, room for that to go yeah, horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. But yeah, also like I think Earth is trying to tell us something yeah. with the severe weather. Yeah. But, Yep. Um, okay. Development of time travel and teleportation technology. Whoa. I'm all for Love that. that <laughs> all for that. Teleportation. Yeah. It's time. I'm so into that. Mm-hmm. God damn. Um, development of exotic propulsion systems related to the Aurora program. So I think things like the light light sail or solar sail or whatever mm-hmm. activities related to a shadowy one world government or the majestic 12 organization. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even give that the respect <laughs> of digging in because mm-hmm. I just thought, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> so Period. that's a hard no, but <laughs> interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started digging into Reddit, I started coming across all these different UFO sightings and I thought I would just share a couple. So some are recent. So um, May 5th, 2020, a UFO crashed in Rio de Janeiro. Hmm. Hello, scary. Um, So it's a county called Maje, Maje. I don't know how to say that Mm -hmm. in Portuguese. Um, But locals uh, reported that a UFO crashed into a lake near the downtown area. Um, hmm. The whole thing started around midnight. Dozens of residents saw two bright dots flying with a with a speed that was like seemingly very intermittent, like really fast, and then suddenly seeming to stop and slow down, and then really fast. That's a really common element of hmm. UFO or UAP yeah. sightings because um, it's not propulsion like we would use. So yeah. it's you know just doesn't seem like it's a government thing or a test or whatever. Yeah. Um, it seemed like one object was being followed by the other. Um, they were sighted by residents in four towns of this metropolitan area in Rio. So mm. lots of people saw yeah. it. Wow. Um, they heard the crash when they saw it suddenly seemingly fall from the sky and they heard the crash into the lake. Mm. Um, not long after this Brazilian Twitter, it was like a trending topic. Um, and after that, people started to show videos and, you know, mm-hmm. eyewitness accounts of the scenario. Um, the buzz is and was huge. Um, and people were just like totally freaking out. Never explained. <laughs> I don't even, I don't think they recovered it. Like it was really, really weird. Weird. So that was one. Um, there were... 
let's see, nine months ago, so this would have been like midway through 2021, there was leaked military radar readings showing possible UFO activity near a Navy warship off the coast of California. Hmm. Um, so this is this is one where it's a little bit like, okay, if it's near a Navy warship, it maybe is government testing. Yeah. Um, so that's where you kind of see the like conspiracy theory mm-hmm. run up against a wall yeah. and you're like, okay, well, mm, maybe. maybe yeah. Um, and then there was someone on a thread who asked, um, what do you think is the single best and most convincing photograph of alien life? And people shared such like, a lot of it was like funny, stupid shit, <laughs> but one was this really beautiful image of, it looked almost like deep space from the Hubble telescope, mm-hmm. but it's like, it, it just looks a little different. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll post that to Instagram, but yeah. there were, there was a guy who posted with a bunch. So there's a video taken by um, the like, someone in Mexico. They think it's the Mexican military was the source, but it was mm-hmm. anonymous because obviously yeah. um, during one of their flights. So they're in flight and they mm. take this video. It's on YouTube. Um, Japan Airlines flight 1628. There was an incident in 1987 that has some recorded radar footage where the air traffic control was confirming what the pli- pilots were seeing. And it was this like massive UAP. <laughs> okay. Binks is making a, an appearance tonight. He is. What, buddy? He does this thing. Come here. Was he scratching he earlier? I could hear. He was, yeah. He was, okay. I think, scratching in his litter box. But he does this thing where when he brings me a catnip mouse, like a kill, he oh. meows really loud. <laughs> oh. As an announcement. Okay. Good cool. job. Good job, buddy. Way to kill the already inanimate uh, thing. Um, anyway, our mascot, everyone. Thanks. Good job, buddy. A hunter. An alien. Um, an alien. So, yeah. So, these pilots are seeing this weird thing. And then air traffic control is like, yeah, bro, we're seeing it, it too. Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah. There was something called the Redlesham Forest Incident. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the main people who witnessed this UFO have an audio tape recording of the night, also on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. The Lubbock Lights Incident of 1951. Um, there's basically like a boomerang shaped formation of lights um, mm-hmm. that people have attempted to recreate the images but haven't been successful. So that one's a little kind of sketch. Yeah. Um, in Tehran in 1976, there was an incident where a UFO was spotted on military radar and by citizens. Fighter mm-hmm. jets scrambled and were given the order to shoot, but the weapons failed. Whoa. <laughs> yes. so they assumed it was a government thing. Yeah. And then their weapons failed. Hmm. Like, spooky. That's spooky. Yeah. Like, they jammed it somehow. Mm-hmm. Weird. Interesting. Um. There was a phenomenon over Nuremberg in 1561. Whoa. It's a a painting where it seems like a battle was taking place over the city. A painting of the event shows fleets of oddly shaped objects of various sizes in the sky. Hmm. So even Mm. if that was just somebody's imagination, some artist, it's wild to think that even before we had technology, like things flying in space, other than like hot air balloons, that they would be thinking Mm -hmm. about advanced technologies. How would they, like, how would they (laughs) even know to think that? 
Yeah. That's so advanced. I mean, the human imagination. <laughs> I guess, but damn. Still. Yeah, so wild. So there's some really interesting ones in there um, that I just, yeah, thought was were so fascinating. Yeah. Um, someone, of course, talks about, you know, the mathematical statistics. One in eight or nine planets we've seen directly have life, and that's just from one star. Um, so it's, you know, again, on that sliding scale of one to seven. Yeah. Um, it's just like narcissism aside, we aren't impossibly unique. You know, yeah. it's like, there's mm-hmm. just no way. Um, there's something called the Fermi paradox. Um, and it's like, there's, I don't know, it's basically like giving reasons for why we haven't encountered intelligent life. One of the sub theories, <laughs> God, <laughs> one of the sub theories in this Fermi paradox says that we very well could be special and that life mm-hmm developing is potentially one of the quote great filters that keep species developing past a certain point meaning life is extraordinarily rare hmm. so it's the idea similar to the one where it's like like we're just a blip in the timeline and so of course it's possible we'd miss another blip yeah it's similar to that that but it's like a more of like a greater concept of like mm. that life is quite literally designed to yeah. die in in its entirety civilizations are built mm. to die die off um and it's this great filter so that planetary systems solar systems can con- or even black hole systems i guess can yeah. continue to exist without us destroying them well <laughs> we are uh-huh. we um yeah so another sub theory though of this fermi sub or fermi fermi paradox states that the great filter has yet to come and that we aren't special at all so Hmm. it's possible that in time this quote great filter will come to life and end life at least Hmm. the life that's currently existing for another form of life to start and evolve down the line Hmm. but it's really interesting yeah very it's really really interesting um yeah and then the last thing the last thing i'll share um is just there's a lot of in 2004 there were navy pilots were calling an unsettling uap sighting Mm -hmm. um and it's this i didn't i had never even heard his name before commander dave fravor Fravor, Fravor, I think. Yeah. And Lieutenant Commander Alex Dietrich, they said they witnessed something unsettling and unexplainable while flying over the Pacific Ocean in November 2004. Fravor is a graduate of the Top Gun Naval Flight Program and honestly mm. has been used basically as like a scapegoat by the government, basically saying mm. like, the, this isn't real, like he's yeah. a hack and all this stuff. Mm. And so there's a huge battle on Reddit over this guy <laughs> being like, a total like just faker yeah. liar or like a really stand up guy who's just literally limited by yeah. NDAs right. and doesn't want to get murdered by yeah. the CIA. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so a quote from from the interview, um, Dietrich, the lieutenant commander, said it was unidentified and that's why it was so unsettling to us because we weren't expecting it and we couldn't classify it. Um, On November 14, 2004, they were training with the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group about 100 miles west 
or southwest of San Diego, unbeknownst to them, advanced radar on a ship that was a part of their training group, the USS Princeton, had been detecting what operators called multiple anomalous aerial vehicles over the horizon, descending 80,000 feet in less than a second. Whoa. <laughs> 80,000 feet yeah. in less than a second. Mm -hmm. During their training exercise, Fravor and Dietrich, each with a weapon system officer in the backseat of their FA-18F, I don't know what kind mm -hmm. of plane that is, but if you know, cool. Yep. Say that they were diverted to investigate the anomalous object. They say at first they found an area of roiling white water the size of a Boeing 737, mm -hmm. and then they saw something strange above the water. So this is famously known as the Tic Tac videos yeah. <laughs> because of this. Mm -hmm. We saw this little white Tic Tac looking object. It was just kind of moving above the white water area, Fravor recounted. No predictable movement, no no predictable trajectory, said Dietrich. As Dietrich circled above, Fravor went down for a closer look. He said the object was about the size of his plane with no markings, no wings, and no exhaust plumes. Mm -hmm. As soon as Fravor tried to cut off the UAP, it accelerated so quickly that it seemed to disappear, he recalled. Seconds later, the USS Princeton reacquired the UAP on its radar. It was approximately 60 miles away. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. How do you explain that? Right. So, so later, another flight crew's targeting camera locked onto what it believed was the same UAP before it zipped off again, though the camera did manage to capture infrared video of something, but it's not, you can't really tell what it mm -hmm. is. Fravor and Dietrich learned from the controllers on the USS Princeton that they had been tracking similar anomalous objects for days, yet Dietrich and Fravor said they had not been informed. When mm -hmm. they encountered the UAP, they were unarmed. Quote, I felt the vulnerability of not having anything to defend ourselves, said Dietrich. And then I felt confused when it disappeared, end quote. Mm -hmm. Fravor and Dietrich said they endured some ribbing from their fellow crew members about their sighting while they debriefed the encounter. As far as they know, there was no official investigation, the pilot said. So it goes on to talk a lot about like the Pentagon's response and even like Senator Rubio was like, yeah. you know, questioned about um, it and consulting with this unclassified report on UAPs that the Tic Tac thing was possibly included in. Anyway, very weird. Yeah. Very, very, very weird. weird. Beetle, beetle. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing okay, more to say. Was, there weird. was so, sorry. Yeah, there was so much, but I just, no. there was so much. I no. had to talk about it all. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yours, that was good because it's more real <laughs> than what mm -hmm. I'm about to talk about. <laughs> oh, great. I love it. Which I shouldn't say real because you never know, but yeah, it's a little bit more out there. So Bring it. <laughs> are you ready? Is it, is it intergalactic out there? No. Are they out there? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 But okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good try. Oops. No. Okay. So sorry. I'll just go to sleep. Yep. So, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Gosh. All right. <laughs> so, Clear that here throat. we go. All right. So you probably can tell by now that I love history. So <laughs> my you <laughs> me I couldn't possibly. But <laughs> so my first thought was to do ancient aliens and hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to that show 
with the guy that oh. is so meme worthy, even though Giovanni something something oh. I think. Yeah, something like that. I didn't use that as a source, but I was so tempted to start watching those episodes. So Giorgio. <laughs> anyway. Giorgio Sukalos. Okay. Yep. He's <laughs> Greek. I don't know if I'm great saying his hair. last name right, but great yep. hair. We'll definitely <laughs> post that on the Instagram. Don't worry, yes. guys. Absolutely. So um, I started with, yeah, thinking about ancient aliens, and then I started finding things that were more modern that I also thought were really cool. So it's a little all over the place, but I'll just go on a timeline so <clears throat> to give it a little structure. So the first thing is the Anunnaki, <laughs> which have you heard of that? No. <laughs> okay. When you hear that name, it's like, of course they're aliens, but... Anyway, so <laughs> for this part, um, <laughs> it's all from an article in All Things Interesting. So, okay. okay, the Sumerian civilization, they lived in Mesopotamia from 4100 mm. to 1750 BC. So they are one of our most ancient civilizations. Okay. And they were incredibly impressive, and they made these huge technological advancements, like, way ahead of their time. So, for example, they invented the plow, which, of course, allowed them to farm their food. And because they have access to a consistent food source via farming um, and no longer have to dedicate their lives to finding food, they can develop in other ways. Mm. And for the Sumerians, that led to them developing the method of timekeeping that we use today. Their astronomers made extremely accurate calculations about the orbit of Jupiter about 1400 years before the Europeans were able to do the same thing. They laid the foundation for trigonometry about a thousand years Damn. before the Greeks did. <laughs> And they also developed cuneiform, which is one of the earliest known writing systems in human history. So. Okay, overachievers right? come through. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they were amazing. And they left behind tons of clay tablets that were written in cuneiform, depicting both their technological advancements as well as how they owed all of these accomplishments to the Anunnaki. <laughs> and what? <laughs> <laughs> so the general consensus is that the Anunnaki were just deities that were worshipped by them in the same way that any gods have been worshipped in history. Okay. But others. Or. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say it's a small minority probably like the ancient aliens community, the people that like that show would believe this. Details, <laughs> yeah, details, details. Exactly. But it's still really interesting. Um, so they believe that the texts are suggesting that the Anunnaki were actually aliens. So the ancient alien theory was presented in the 1970s by Zakaria Sitchin, and okay. he translated 14 
of the cuneiform tablets that he believed depicted the Anunnaki as being from a planet called Nibiru. And according to this translation, Nibiru, once in its 3,600-year orbit, passed closely to Earth. And when this happened, the Anunnaki decided to explore Earth, where they found primitive humans as well as gold. (laughs) And the Anunnaki coveted the gold, but they were unable to mine it for themselves. So they gave the early humans that they encountered the ability to do it for them by genetically engineering them to think and use tools. (laughs) So, yeah. Sitchin, the man who... Wait! Wait! (laughs) Okay, that, you could have gone so many ways with that, and that's Mm -hmm. the way you went? Mm -hmm. Genetic engineering? (laughs) Come on. Yeah, I don't know if... He probably doesn't say that that's, like, a direct translation, but he says that it suggests that it give it gave early humans, specifically Homo erectus at that time, okay. the ability to think and use tools. So mm-hmm. I guess it is genetic engineering, but <laughs> either way, it's like gave us a jump start, maybe to become. Do they when they say genetic engineering? Do they mean like the aliens? Boned Homo erectus, <laughs> or to like give them some of their intelligence, but then that would take Magic. so long. Yeah, I don't know. That would take so long for them to like wait for like breeding lines to yeah. happen. Like, I doubt that was. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but maybe it's wow. data transfer. <laughs> He just put. Remember, there was that phone that had that like bump thing where you yeah. could like bump uh-huh. your phone and it would like charge <laughs> yeah. your phone from someone else's battery. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Like that. Reminds me of that. Uh huh. Just fucking headbutt yeah. an alien and they give you hella intelligence. Engineering. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. So, not so bad. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. That's what he says. Uh. And he says that none of that is his interpretation, that if you were able to read cuneiform, <laughs> you would see that it says that. So, Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I feel you, like maybe the group of people who can read cuneiform is a very small group, and yes. therefore he doesn't have a lot of naysayers. Yeah, no. And also- I'd the, like to read the, the court's dissent right. on that one. <laughs> Yeah, because then the one, the people who can also read cuneiform, but don't see this same translation, I don't know what they see, but how do we account for that? Unclear. Yeah. Anyway, one other little compelling thing from Sitchin is that he sees in some of these ancient texts a reference to a flying machine, quote, flying machine. And it actually sounds like other scholars, so not just him, acknowledge Mm -hmm. this, but they try to discount it by saying that it's likely a mistranslation. Um, Mm. I don't know. (laughs) But interesting. Yeah. Many people. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I mean, assuming that 
there were birds. Yeah. <laughs> there like were other, you know, it's like, of course, you mm-hmm. can imagine. Flight. You can imagine want or yeah, flight and wanting to fly to mm-hmm. create a contraption that would allow you to fly. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. It's weird things like painting some like oddly shaped flying object mm-hmm. that you're like, huh. But then again, if you don't know the physics of flight, then of course it's just gonna be like a weird blob. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't know it needs, you know, wings and torque and push and all that shit like you're not gonna know what that should look like right so it's just a guess yeah yeah but as you can imagine most people are like vehemently against his translation (laughs) but there's also no evidence to confirm it or deny it really (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love that dude (laughs) there are thousands of these texts out there and they haven't been translated yet some haven't even been found yet so who's to say (laughs) he's like he you could just imagine him as like a 13 year old like okay what line of work can i get into where i can make up some Uh, shit and no no one can fact check (laughs) Try to fact check yep. NPR. Good luck. Flips <laughs> everyone yep. the bird. He made it and into then the, the right alien place. Trekkie sign. Long live Anunnaki. <laughs> Anunnaki. Oh, that sounds like a yummy, like Japanese, Dish. like izakaya. Yeah, app. it does. <laughs> it does. Oh shit. Oh, funny. But yeah, the Anunnaki, they are also, so that whole theory is actually kind of part of another thing that's the ancient astronaut theory. So yeah, they're not the only deities that are thought to have been maybe aliens. (laughs) And this theory proposes that deities from most, quote, if not all (laughs) religions (laughs) are extraterrestrials who help to advance humans and our technology. And that these aliens, yeah, were then deified because of the way that they helped us advance and the gifts that they gave us, etc. <laughs> so I okay, I need to pick my job off the floor. <laughs> Wait, that's actually so brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's very interesting to ponder that. It's also assuming a very altruistic kind of extraterrestrial civilization, Mm -hmm. but love the thought. Yeah. (laughs) But then also for the Anunnaki, at least, they did that for humans so that humans would mine gold for them. Well, that's because that's what I was thinking is like, what's the what's the benefit? Because like the way we like more of the worlds, like we think about like, they're trying to enslave humankind. Yeah. So, but that's a pretty like <laughs> novelly human concept, like enslaving other people. Yeah. So maybe we should stop projecting. Yeah. Humankind really should go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quit projecting humankind. Quit projecting. Yeah. <laughs> we could use a little help. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the ancient alien thing I wanted to discuss. 
I love it. And now we'll jump way ahead, <laughs> which is something that you s- mentioned briefly. Yes. About Roswell, New Mexico. Yes. And so Roswell is still like a capital for people who believe in UAPs. <laughs> UFOs. I, I hate I, that it's UAPs. Yeah. I want like, it to UFOs be UFOs. UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Connotation. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I might yeah. just say UFO, but anyway. Perfect. The first thing in Roswell was in the summer of 1947 when there was some sort of wreckage found on a farm about 75 miles from Roswell. And some eyewitnesses that were at the scene after this farmer called the authorities say that there were also bodies recovered from that scene, presumably alien bodies. Alien bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, there's only one way to say that word. Aliens. (laughs) Oh, why are we like this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. same. <laughs> it brings it out of us. Yeah. Okay. And I guess. So what he found, this farmer, he reported what he found to the local authorities who then brought it to the attention of the commanding officer of the Roswell Army Airfield, which is part of the U.S. Air Force. Um. And the day after this commanding officer visited the site, the Roswell Army Airfield released a statement saying, quote, the many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday (laughs) when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County. So, <laughs> the day after they released that statement, Roswell's newspaper was like, wow, <laughs> they admitted <laughs> that there was a flying disc here, like right. a UFO. But then after the article came out, the Air Force like quickly took back of their course. statement. And said that what they had found was the wreckage of a weather balloon. Oh, come on. (laughs) So obviously this reversal made people skeptical about what was true and what was not true. Okay. But no answers really were given until the 90s. So (sighs) give us answers. Here we go. In 1994, the U.S. Air Force admitted that the weather balloon story was fabricated to cover up the fact that the wreckage was actually part of a classified project called Project Mogul that was aiming to create a spy device that could be used to gather intelligence by, like, flying over the USSR. <laughs> Which, oh, God. Yeah, interesting. And in 1997, they expanded that explanation to um, account for the alien bodies or whatever people thought they mm-hmm. saw, saying that they were actually just parachute crash test dummies. Yeah. <laughs> but how did they end up at the same place? That's what I'm, yeah. 
Yeah. So either way, I don't know. For some You'd people. You'd think they would have come up with a better thing. Like, well, we just made that up to make it more believable. And then we realized yeah. that that was going to cause mass hysteria. Yeah. You know, like if that, they're, t- okay. The, the, there's a saying and I can't think of it, but it's like, the gist is like the dead giveaway to a lie is too much detail. Mm-hmm. Like keep it simple, stupid yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like right. that's too much detail. <laughs> They're trying to put too much detail yeah. to explain it away. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And for, yeah, for some people that seems to tie up all the loose ends, but I was reading an article on the history channel website and they had a quote from somebody who had a different perspective saying, like, why would the Air Force ever have allowed a statement like this one to come out? Mm. Um, Especially when you consider that at that time, there were all sorts of military operations going on in New Mexico, like the ongoing atomic research, rocket testing. And it just seems like at that time, they would want to detract attention from that area rather than attract it. So right, oh, that's a really good point. Some intern definitely got fired. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was thinking, like, <laughs> was that just a? It would be a, a tweet. It would be like McDonald's tweets something really inappropriate. Yeah. Some intern gets fired. <laughs> or yeah. thought to us like Wendy's social media accounts, where the intern says something really snarky, and then people love it, right. and then now it becomes the brand identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know what can happen out in the world. But with aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Make it alien. Make it alien. Make it alien. So, in the words of Tim Gunn. Oh. Make it alien. <laughs> Just Make it work. Sounds like him. <laughs> sounds so much like him. Oh, oh okay. shit. So one last thing to leave this with a little mystery that the Air Force personnel who was responsible for investigating and cleaning up the crash site Mm -hmm. first before taking it to like the secure facility or whatever, he brought home some of the debris to show to his 11 year old son. Uh Oh, and the son remembers that, um, he was holding like handling some sort of metallic material that had writing that resembled like hieroglyphics on it, but it was more, it wasn't like with Egyptian writing. You can see like the, what's that bird? Ibis or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't have any animal imagery. It was just geometric Mm -hmm. shapes and lines. And the boy who, handled the wreckage he maintained that it was extraterrestrial in origin into his adult life because interesting it was unrecognizable writing some people have tried to discount that by saying it might have been cyrillic if it was like from the russians testing some weird thing but i don't know That's weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that though. Like yeah. that's that feels like the start of a movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I can picture Where the it. dad brings something home, mm-hmm. and then yeah, like yeah. the radiation uh-huh. to the kid, <laughs> to the superhero. Ooh, yeah, that would be a good movie. Beam me up. Uh huh. Beam me up, Scotty. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, so that's Roswell, like the first things. I'm sure there are so many more stories in that area, but I didn't really look into that because I got distracted by this one. Ooh. That is, that's always a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> this is in 1961, so moving up the timeline. Okay. And this is one of the most, quote, compelling alien abduction stories to date. And you can find this story in a lot of places, but I'm basically going to read the version um, from this article on all things interesting because I think they told it best. Mm -hmm. So this is the abduction story of Barney and Betty Hill, who took a spontaneous trip to the White Mountains of New Hampshire in September of 1961. Mm -hmm. On the last night of their makeshift honeymoon, the two found themselves in a Vermont diner ready to make the last dash home to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. By leaving at 10 p.m., they planned on arriving home around 2 a.m. On the road, Betty noticed a particularly bright star, perhaps a planet in the sky. When this celestial object began changing its course in an erratic manner, Betty was convinced it was a UFO. Her husband was not. Barney, she said, if you think that's a satellite or a star, you're being completely ridiculous. <laughs> As the object drew closer, Barney pulled the car to a stop and gun in hand got out to investigate. As he gun in hand. Yeah, gun in hand. Yeah, Barney. <laughs> As he approached the object, Barney saw what he would later describe as a pancake-like disc glowing with brilliant white light. That was about the size of a jet. Fleeing back to his car, he and Betty tried to evade the vessel, but were instead overcome with an intense drowsiness and immediately fell unconscious. The couple pulled into their driveway around dawn, unable to recall what had happened. Two hours of memory seemed to have been wiped from both of their minds. So... Well, whoa, <laughs> yeah, scary. Um, well, Betty was convinced that they had encountered a UFO and later reported the sighting to the Air Force. Her husband was skeptical. It was only when the couple met with psychiatrist Dr. Benjamin Simon for a consultation in 1963 that Barney changed his mind. Dr. Simon found both to be suffering from crippling anxiety Betty, in particular, manifested hers in the form of repetitive, nightmarish dreams. Dr. Simon put them under hypnosis, which reportedly yielded highly ominous memories. Ooh. Yeah. Barney Hill recalled, quote, creatures with slanted eyes taking the couple aboard their UFO to conduct experiments on their naked bodies. Barney claimed that the beings took samples of hair, skin, and nail clippings, and then a six-inch-long needle was inserted into Betty's stomach. Betty told Dr. Simon that she later asked a being they knew to be the leader where they were. It jokingly replied, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. <laughs> During... <laughs> Like, like sarcastic as yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If I have an interaction with an alien, 
he better be the fucking stand-up yeah. comedy <laughs> of their civilization. And don't give me Snarky. Lip. Yeah. No. Give, give me nothing but lip, actually. Mm-hmm. Give me all the lip. Okay. I'll give you lip right back, yeah. sir. <laughs> Perfect. Or non-binary. Yeah. You be- if there's even, I don't know, multi-nary. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But you being, <laughs> you being, you old, intelligent life form, <laughs> you old so and so. Okay, let's see. So yeah, he was being snarky, and then during another hypnosis session in 1964, Betty drew a star map of the sky from memory, <laughs> as seen <What? laughs> as seen from a planet orbiting the star. Zeta Reticuli. So, most shocking above all was that this map was drawn with confounding accuracy and that Zeta Reticuli lies 40 light years from Earth. <laughs> it's real. It's a real uh-huh. place. Yes. Yeah. And there's no way this was the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She so didn't Google it. <laughs> no, <laughs> and like <laughs> that's not even what I printed was thinking. Out. Like, <laughs> what I was thinking is like even astronauts would have. Oh, like, yeah. No. <laughs> I thought you were thinking of like her cheating on a test. Just Google it. Oh, I was thinking like NASA doesn't know. Oh, so they, she definitely, definitely doesn't not. know. Yeah. So idiot. <laughs> Stupid Betty. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, sorry, Betty. Well, RIP, probably. I don't know, actually, but <laughs> who knows? It says Betty's nearly spot on recreation of the stars surrounding an actual star system remains one of the most intriguing aspects of all alien stories ever reported. And their account helped lead to the launch of Project Blue Book, which I think you Mm -hmm. mentioned was like the first kind of registry for people who Mm -hmm. saw a UFO. That was where you would report it to. So that's that. But I thought that was interesting. That's fascinating the star map thing really like leveled up the whole thing yes yeah but either way it's like they had the same loss of consciousness at the same time and how did i guess what like a chemical (laughs) or something i don't know how you explain that or not aliens and just government I hate that that's like what my mind goes to, but yeah, it could be, you know, like, isn't there such thing as like truth serum? Like, I know Mm -hmm. that's kind of not literally truth serum, but like lowers your inhibitions to the point where it's difficult to lie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that's weird. The star map thing, though, mm-hmm. kind of discounts any of that. Yeah. Because it's like, okay. How'd you do that? I don't like that? that they put a six-inch needle into her. No. Also, I must admit, the first thing I thought when you said that it was a couple that got abducted was the <laughs> SNL skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Gosling would be losing yep. his shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
funny. We'll post it on the Instagram yeah. too. If you haven't seen it, you have it's to watch it. It's so one funny. of the best ever. One of the best because yeah. everybody breaks. Yeah. <laughs> because Kate McKinnon so is funny. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, my God. I was thinking about that when I was reading all of these abduction stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, shit. then, yeah, I was just thinking, like, very recently when the government acknowledged the unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know much about that. And... I wonder how we all so easily saw that and then we're like, oh, (laughs) okay, just accepted it. I know. I guess just because I think it's like cognitive dissonance, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're like, oh, that doesn't really fit in with my understanding of the world. So I'm just going to explain (laughs) that away Mm -hmm. or just ignore it entirely. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I just – I'm – just like very distrusting of the government though. Yeah. So I'm just like, there's gotta be some ulterior motive in yeah. you guys admitting this. Right. That's what like, what are you trying to keep our attention off of? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a distraction. Right. Yeah. No likey. No, but no. I did see on Netflix, there's a new ish show called Mm. Top Secret UFO Projects Declassified. Yes. That I think would probably have a lot of info. (laughs) So gotta watch that. I didn't watch it, but maybe if we all watch it together. We'll all watch it together. Talk about it. Okay, there are people who on um, Patreon do viewings of things like that we could oh. do that we could start a patreon and do that That'd be and cool. even if it's just us yeah, it's, it's still, still fun <laughs> my dad would definitely join i feel like my dad would join my mom would come on too yeah <laughs> just, just, be parents. Give, just give commentary yeah. and it'd be funny mm-hmm. um yeah i now want to dive in so deep to alien things yeah it's very intriguing I love it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> should we go to bed aliens. and dream about aliens? Yeah, we should Time. go to bed and dream about aliens. <laughs> um, we come in peace. Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, wow. I, I feel like my mind's just honestly kind of blown. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <sighs> it's mind-boggling. Aliens. I know. It's mind-boggling. And I'm going to go and watch that episode of... <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a yeah. couple of them now, I think. Are there? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to go. Oh, there, I'm sure there's a YouTube compilation yes. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to post when this <laughs> episode drops on Friday, I'm going to post so yeah. many Instagram stories <laughs> of links to all of these things. Mm-hmm. So many <laughs> things to post. Um, Thank you for listening. This is a lengthy yes. episode, <laughs> primarily because I talked for a thousand no, years. I think I talked uh, for the same amount of time. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. It felt like I was going on and on and on. No. Um, I just, it's so fascinating. It is. Um, one more thing I will say really quickly, mm-hmm. and this is just completely unrelated, <laughs> but it made me think when I brought up Kate McKinnon, one of my girlfriends uh, we were on a long drive together and she said her go-to 
question is if you could have three famous people co okay thanks i get it <laughs> if you could have three famous people co-host a party with you oh. who do you pick <laughs> wow and kate mckinnon was the first person who came to me because i was like yeah. she would make a party so fun yes yeah, she you would not have you like not mm -hmm. having fun is not an option yeah it's impossible that's it's a good impossible. answer <laughs> i was like kate mckinnon donald glover mm -hmm. who's my third i think i said joni mitchell and then oh. i took it back because i was like i love joni so much but yeah. i don't think like i think you and i would be hype over joni <laughs> i don't think everybody else would be hype over joni yeah. i feel like it was like some sort of like celebrity chef or someone mm. like that i can't remember who it was now but anyway <laughs> yeah think about that okay that is your assignment for next episode okay you have to end the episode with your answers okay i love it i'll think about it at all babe oh adam driver that was oh, my card mm -hmm. oops oops <laughs> <laughs> i just love him yeah, so much just, oh, yeah. adam mm -hmm. uh call me call me adam if you're listening <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Oh, God. Love to hear from you. Um, we come in peace. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. If you have <laughs> UFO stories, mm -hmm. holler at your girls. Um, Girlsgonespooky at gmail.com. You can follow us on social because we're going to post so many yeah. things to our stories. Mm -hmm. At Girlsgonespooky on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and last but not least stay, stay spooky, spooky guys <laughs> you little extraterrestrial weirdos we love you <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> bye, bye.